Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bloody Sunday, the Strain Podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach. Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> yeah. You two, come at us. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy on a bloody Sunday. Sunday. Uh, as, as I said, I'm Mike Marbach, and you are... David Danella. Sorry, I had to think about that for a yeah, second. It's just the two of us. Just the two of us. <laughs> Uh, we can podcast if we try. <laughs> All right, that'll do. Uh, yeah, we are. We're missing, uh, missing Rob, missing Joe, missing Jolie once again. Uh, but at some point, this is a shortened season. We just found this out. There yeah. are two episodes left. Yeah, uh, we were under the assumption because we don't look into the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that we is well, it's one day at a time. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's one episode at a time, Anything. and we we have the running belief that the show will one day just get canceled halfway into an episode. Yeah, uh, or we'll all wake up from our collective nightmare, yeah. and it never actually happened. Uh, uh, God, if I could wake up and be three years younger. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we don't research the show, so we didn't realize that this was a shortened season. The first two seasons, if I'm Correct. Uh, 13 episodes. 13 episodes. Yeah. This season appears to have 10. And I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that season four will have 10 or less then at this point. Yeah. Um, so not a complaint. No. Like whereas with Game of Thrones, they're talking about splitting seasons. And I'm like, no, why would you do that? Just... Spread the like. Give me a season five like spreading of of episodes uh, for Game of Thrones over season seven. I would take that just to have more episodes. Uh, so you would take you would take a thinner season five, uh, then fewer episodes mm-hmm. in season seven. Um, are you, wait, are you saying yeah? I would take a thinner season seven of Game of Thrones than a tighter. Then fewer episodes is what I'm what I'm saying. Right. Um, I just like the I like the world. Yeah. You know. But at the same time, I did complain a whole lot about season five and we, how thin it we was. Did complain. Um, so hopefully they won't thin out uh, the strain season four. Um, they already thinned it out. Yeah, they, yeah. All right. Are you Sorry. tired, David? But no, no, I'm no. not perky, 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 perky. Uh, <laughs> uh, they already thinned it out. They they already did one extra seat. Like technically, we should be two episodes away from the finale. They thinned it out. This is still one season's worth of show that we've been watching. Yeah, spread across what'll be four soon. Yeah, terrible. Jesus, um, it's like. Uh, it's like when Abe uh, just keeps adding water to that soup and eventually all he's drinking is salt water. <laughs> really watering down my stew. <laughs> it's just a, really just more of a suggestion of beef and onion than it is actual beef and onion yeah. at this point. So just some hot water with some beef flavoring. <laughs> I've, I've had ramen that was more full than this. <clears throat> yeah. Sometimes you just get by on the memory. <laughs> Maybe it's like in Hook, when you have to use your imagination. Yeah. You really get the beef yeah. and all the other meat. <laughs> you know, there was a story I used to tell called Stone Soup. <laughs> a story about a fella who went to a town, said, I can make a soup soup out of stone. Thing is, he tricked everybody into bringing the rest of the ingredients. <laughs> Changed at the end. Yeah. 
And then, and then he, he, he convinced the whole town that he could teach it, everybody to play music. Yeah. That they were really good at it, but they stunk. Yeah. And, and, and I happened to fall in love with a beautiful librarian yeah. named Marion. Yeah. <laughs> really. Something special <laughs> happens when a whippersnapper, when a go-getter hits a small town. <laughs> in fact, my number one piece of advice to anybody, any of you young people out there who... I've lost your way. Just go to a small town. <laughs> Things figure themselves out. Just make sure it's not your own small town. Yeah. If you're from a small town, go to a different small town. Yeah, if you go to your own small town, it's just sad. Just sad. Just your past will continue to haunt you. Unless you've been real successful and have, have had a life that was somewhat unfulfilling. If you then go back to your then small town, you'll reconnect with all your local friends and rediscover... What you once loved about your life. Yeah. <laughs> and so perhaps was, maybe one of the high school sweethearts that got away. Yeah. She'll be divorced <laughs> once at this point, but still looking good. <laughs> Finish can be as long as you don't mind. Oh, a whippersnapper running around that ain't yours. This good men a- raise other people's kids, though. <laughs> happens all the time. My father was not my blood father. I resented it at first, but came to appreciate it. Takes a real man to raise somebody else's kid. Uh, anyway, the stew has gotten real late. <laughs> As is the content of this podcast. This episode covers number eight of the strain titled White Light. Haven't even said the episode. No. Yeah. Uh, it's episode eight. We've got two left. Uh, and this one for Bloody Sunday covers white light. Oh, eight. I should do the what Rob would do right here, which is... Bass. Noise. White light. Rob. Rob Lesiani from The Spincast. With Rob and Jack, you can check that out uh, on watercooler.com. Wow. They talk about Records. Music. Yeah. They talk wow. About, yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah. Just an early plug for an MFer who is not, not here today here. Yeah. and backed out at the last minute. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Rob. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's plug him the whole rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. Make sure that all of his projects sing. <laughs> uh, so what did you think of White Light... It was an episode that was almost exciting. Things were happening. Um, they had a shoot. There was a shootout. There was like a vampire fight. <laughs> the shootout was. Yeah, the shootout was almost happening. Yeah, uh, because the only person that got shot was. Uh, Cyrus Minnow. Yeah. Cyrus Minnow. Cyrus Union Minimum. Like, he didn't, he didn't even need a name, let alone one that sounds so made up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cyrus Minnow's like a name from, like, a Spike Lee movie. Yeah. 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 Or from a Dan Brown novel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the guy who, like, is good for uh, 95 of the... 95% of the thing, and then it's like, oh... Yeah, of course he's evil. His name was Cyrus Minnow the entire time. Yeah, and Minnow, fish, fish, Fish. religion. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Jesus fish. (laughs) 
Why didn't we see it before? Jesus. What's the opposite of Jesus? <laughs> Not Jesus. Yeah. Evil. Yeah. Uh, Cyrus Minnow gets us again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, Cyrus, he didn't even need a name. Uh, so he's the only one who gets shot in this shootout. Yeah. Uh, every other bullet misses everything. Yeah. Not even other bad guys. Yeah, no, even other bad guys. <laughs> even they even must the have, henchmen escaped unscathed. They must have had to, to pay people more if they got shot. I just love that also... Uh, Fett's like, cover me. Cover me, old man. Uh, and Abe runs, un- like, just unwielding, just running crazily towards everybody. Yeah. Uh, cane in one hand, gun in the other. Uh, nobody's hitting anybody, so yeah. I guess he saw that. It was like, well, bunch of bad shots. Yeah, it was like a gunfight from the TV show The Wild Wild West, where it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> they might as well not even hold them up. No. Just let the sound effects do their yeah. job. It's all right, Fett. They're not hit. They couldn't. They couldn't hit an apple off of a poor boy's head. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, Sir Isaac Newton developed his laws of physics. Um, yeah, it was like a team shooting. Boo, 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 and just like a cloud of dust in front of both people. No. Terrible. terrible. And then Cyrus Minnow disappeared like in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, hey, hold on, Fett. Uh, I think I see a turkey. <laughs> got him. I, I need to get some... need to get my health up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. There's a, there's a lady in a bikini behind this door. <laughs> Perhaps a well-placed bomb... Could reveal some sort of merchant. Yeah. Hey, wait. <laughs> wait. Uh, Fett, shoot that trash can and it'll explode. <laughs> yeah, they were in streets of rage. <laughs> Maybe if I just pound away on this dumpster, something will come of it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's a big flashing arrow telling me what direction to run. Uh, yeah, the episode stunk. Uh, I really didn't like it. I mean, that's my first impression. It stunk. It stinks. Uh, and... Yeah, things almost happened. It was almost exciting. But the shootout, nothing really happened. Really cool ending. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're, we'll, we'll chat a little bit more in, in depth. Uh, until we're quickly derailed by something else. Uh... About it, but the the fight at the end with the with the ancients and was cool. uh, the sun hunters, I think they called them. Is this the the ancients? Their, or, little, their little army, the army that was. Th- oh yeah, I don't, ancients, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I think they called them the sun, sun hunters. hunters sun, they probably yeah. referenced it like going back season one. Yeah, but uh, referenced in season one, but didn't feel the need to put it in the previews of this one. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's just go through F and Dutch. Yeah. What do you got there? Um, F and Dutch. That's what happened this episode. Yeah, yeah. F and uh, I mean, here's the thing. I, here's my take on this. We all saw this coming from a billion miles away. And I actually think that they... They did... A, by TV standards, at least. They did a fair job in terms of... Uh, like, it was no worse than most TV shows do in, like, showing somebody's relationship progress, right? Mm-hmm. Progress. Um, but then this episode, right? So, like, they did their work, right? They, they pretty much had an entire season 
where F and Dutch have been in proximity to each other, working together, building rapport and stuff like that. <clears throat> so, did we really need that, like, ham-fisted seduction scene? Like, again, this is a show where Fett has to just does a shot near somebody and the next scene they're, they're banging. Like, did we really need all that to happen? Like, we already knew there was tension between these two. It would already make sense for them to bang. That that scene would have made more sense, just the seduction scene, without them actually, um, what's the word? Uh, cu- what is that word? Cuddling? Consummating. <laughs> um, without, we, they, like, you know, that kind of playful tease scene, prop, like, maybe would have been better, like, a couple episodes back. Yeah. You know, just to introduce the thing, just like reintroduce us to the idea of like, oh, like these are two humans who are in close proximity to each other in tough times. Yeah. And um, the thought must have crossed one of their minds before this moment. Yeah. Putting it here, like it almost is worthless because we're like, yeah, like they're going to hook up. And this whole episode, it was so clear that this was the episode where they hook up the second she hurt herself. And then he was like, let's get you rest. It was either episode where they were definitively not going to hook up or the episode they were going to hook up and they hooked up. So we, did we really need the seduction scene? I think not. And I'm not a prude, man. <laughs> um, also, um, F is a doctor. Terrible. Like at no point when nursing, uh, when nursing her back to health, was he like, I'm a doctor. Yeah. Which I think is again, just a, like slightly indicative of, uh, just how like weirdly like dumb and male centric this show is, right? Which is like his like I don't know his tenderness. Like at no point was he ever like you know like hey like let me do this I'm a doctor. Um, mm. I don't know it just felt weird to me like the show yeah. always feels feels weird to me like it's like oh what a great guy he is it's like he's also a doctor like he's doing literally what he's supposed to do mm-hmm. so let's not let's not say that, like doing the bare mi- human minimum of caring for somebody um, is that I, I just kind of went off on a weird tangent but anyway um, yeah go ahead uh, no I was just gonna say that uh, yeah but he was also kind of a bad doctor yeah uh, in that uh, I mean aside from just not pushing the fact that he is a doctor yeah uh, when the signal wiped out Dutch uh, he he was like the he couldn't worst. turn off the computer he couldn't even turn off the computer how do you turn this thing how off how do you turn this thing off I don't know you, you like close the lid pull the power plug well I mean to be fair she could have had it set up so that if the lid is closed the computer still runs because maybe she likes to you know hook up the laptop to, to the television to the TV or, or yeah and doesn't want to burn out the screen or she's or she's downloading a bunch of torrents and she doesn't <laughs> you know she wants to be using the Wi-Fi sure I get it but um listen I could like and if you just unplug we, it battery's gonna run yeah I, I feel like we could call I'm trying to think like maybe it's we could call a bunch so of old people right and be like how like a song is playing on your computer how do you get it to stop and I guarantee you, it'd be like, click the pause button, hit spacebar, <laughs> yeah. hold down the power button until the computer turns off. Yeah. Maybe Shut the lid. Maybe that's not the, the sexiest television. 
Yeah. He's like, hang on a second. And then they cut to a close-up of his finger holding the power button for like 10 seconds until it shuts off. Or no, it uh, does it, and then it just like it's goes like, into fuck. sleep. Yeah, sleep mode, yeah. <laughs> ah, Ugh. it's back. I accidentally hit the space. Woke it up. Yeah. Or, I mean, I mean, there are just like so many little things. I know not every computer has a readily accessible battery nowadays. Could have pulled the battery out of a computer. Yeah. Uh, again, for the purposes of this, considering he didn't actually do anything, like it wasn't like he learned, like she was like, she was like, you know, press five, five, eight, nine. <laughs> yeah. uh, he could have just <laughs> shut the lid. It was yeah. okay. Yeah. But I mean, Spacebar goes a very long way. Spacebar goes a very long way? He could have Escape. just, he could have just thrown the computer. Uh-huh. Now, I mean, I, I know we're in post-apocalyptic world. I feel like they had an extra laptop there. It, I don't think it was all about the laptop so much as what they had just uh, gotten. Yeah. And that was the, the master signal. Yeah. Uh, and then they start getting into, um, after she kind of gets herself together, uh, that that's just the audio portion. And then they know that they kind of almost, in the frequency of microwaves or something, Yeah. Uh, the black box equipment or the other equipment on the plane was, was capturing some of that. So now they think that they have the full spectrum, full frequency, whatever, of uh, of the master's signal, and then they can then use that. Yeah. Um, but rather than going after that line of thought... Yeah. This episode also they is like I don't think they know what speak I don't think they know how speakers work. I don't think they know how computers work at all. Cuz like the captain like the the people on the radio were talking at like a normal level. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like they were at, you know, they were front row at a Guar concert. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also everything in the room is shaking. Yeah, and, and people are indu- you know, it's inducing paralysis. Um, by the way, if you could do that, even with a good speaker setup, somebody would have done that already. Yeah. You know how many people Wasn't there that are? Like the Howard Stern thing. What? <laughs> Where, uh, he had, he's like, get up to the speaker and I'll give you an orgasm, uh, through the, through the speaker. Did you ever see Private Parts? No. Uh, it's a whole, from the, the lore of Howard Stern is that uh, in, during one of his radio shows, radio episodes, uh-huh. um, he, uh, a woman called up, uh, and I'm probably butchering the the story. Just, uh-huh. just see private parts. Sure. Uh, with the great Paul Giamatti, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> and uh, who will always play some sort of producer. Yeah, 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 yeah. always. <clears throat> uh, so uh, he called. Woman calls up, gets, um, uh, I guess, stuck her phone mm-hmm. down there, or put put a speaker close yeah. by, uh, and he was just kind of like on. <laughs> Turn your speakers like that's like there was a crank anchors where the guy was like I'm deaf he called like a phone sex line he's like he's like oh or some guy calls he's like hey listen my he's like my deaf buddy wants wants to talk to you but obviously he can't hear you so he's just gonna put the phone up to his junk and you just uh, do your thing to that <laughs> it's really funny with puppets <laughs> uh, of all the the names for for uh, 
genitalia. Yeah. The junk. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Old junkyard dog. Nards is probably up there too. Yards? Nards. Oh, Nards. <laughs> yards. 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 Kick them in the yards. Yeah. Uh, Wolfman's got yards. <laughs> yard. The Wolfman has yards. Uh, um, yeah, where are we at? We're, let's go over to Angel and Gus. Mm. What's going on? Uh, no, again, um, the flashback... Like, again, like, what did we learn about this character three seasons in uh, that that mattered? That mattered at all? You know, I mean, again, I like, we talk about Game of Thrones a lot. Mm. Um, And one of the things that I think about is how many flashbacks have there been in Game of Thrones? Uh... Maybe like six. Really? Yeah. Well, if you're counting Bran's uh, tree. Oh yeah, Bran's visions now. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but before that, one. Yeah. So there was so what the first one was Cersei. Yeah, the prophecy. Right, the prophecy. Right. And that was hugely important. Right. And Huge- that was five seasons in. Yeah, five seasons in, and hugely informative. And in the books, there are flashbacks all the time, by the way. Yeah. Um, Cersei's flashback was an important highlight. And it happened in the, fir- in the first episode of that season, right? Mm-hmm. And it just was like a, it was like an anchoring point of reminding us, like, hey, this is where Cersei's paranoia comes from. This is why she will do anything for her children. This is her motivator in life. It was uh, it was an important flashback that took about thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Um, every flashback since then, there was one that was established just for the purpose of establishing that there were flashbacks, um, or that or that this was a thing that could be done, and then every other flashback has been to provide important information to the plot of the show. Mm-hmm. These flashbacks don't do that. And they're not like Lost's flashbacks either because yeah. Lost's flashbacks um, again, like they were more like Cersei's flashback in that they really helped frame the mentality of a character and help you feel connected to that character in a meaningful way. There was nothing about that flashback that you were like, oh man, like, oh man, like, I know so much more about Gus now than I, than I already did. Yeah. These flashbacks were, the same could have been accomplished just putting a couple scenes into previously on the stream. And it, it would have been the same. Uh, because all they were in there to do was to reinforce how tight him and his mom were. Yeah. Uh, but you take away those, you have him and Angel, uh, and that, that conversation there. That, that could have been enough. Uh, the show has, has really built up enough that Gus cares about his mom. He was feeding her in a fucking, out of a fucking dog bowl. Yeah. As a monster. Yeah. Uh, 
for God knows how long. Yeah, and this is since also, last season. Yeah, <laughs> this is also a show that just like doesn't trust. It doesn't trust its actors. Yeah, right. Like, what? That's a nice moment. If like, if like you say something like, uh, like you have a like. First of all, Gus and Angel frequently have the best acted and most compelling scenes from an acting standpoint between each other. Yeah. Uh, which happened again tonight, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but like, what if, you know, what if instead of all these, like, dumb, clunky flashbacks that really don't show us anything, you know, those are stories that the characters tell each other, you know, in moments of connection, right? If Gus says, uh, you know, if Gus tells Angel, like, hey, like, my uncles killed my dad after he beat my mom up. Uh, but And the payment for that was that I had to start working for them at an early age. And I was in and out of jail, you know, you know, because of that. Yeah. Um, I've done everything for, you know, whatever. Like, like, again, like, that could be a 30-second moment that if you have decent actors... And I actually think they do have a good cast. Um, like... You let them, you let them have that moment. Like let them have their moments where they think they're going to win an Emmy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Let them like let them dive into that, uh, rather than just waste time with these flashbacks. Again, like this show is not a book. It's not a book. So your flashbacks have to be more than that. Yeah, and we we flashed back to season one in this. It was hor- it was this, unbelievable in, the, in this one. Uh, just to remind us that Gus was. One of the... Gus was a... He's part of why this is all happening in the first place. Um, uh, it, it, just like... What's his face? Jim from season one had a hand in, in oh, all yeah. this. And for Rudy. Going on. For Rudy, yeah. Um, so what was Gus's role? He, like, drove the drove the coffin from one place to another. Yeah, so, right? uh, yeah, so like, Gus's thing was... He picked was... it up from Jim, I think. Something like that. Uh, I think all that Jim did was wave him through. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but Gus. So Gus drove the van from JFK into Manhattan, Central Manhattan. Um. Yeah. So also, he's, uh, also he he definitely needed Jim to get him into the airport, and yet this episode was like, "Hey, man, you work at the airport, right?" There, I got somebody's looking for an inside man at the airport. Yeah. Uh, which was weird. You know, the other thing that, now that I'm thinking about it, made me really dislike this episode what? was that, once again, I have no concept of how bad things are in this world. Because uh, I, I thought he was at a bar. I thought he was at a bar in real time. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, oh, I'm talking about currently. Yeah. Uh, present, present day. They went to a, what was basically a an Obamacare... Um, an urgent care facility. An urgent care facility. Yeah. Uh, then you had what's his face going into an apartment building. Yeah. Uh, that you know people. One woman, I'm pretty sure, had a yoga mat uh, and a stroller, and they're just kind of like talking about their day. And I know there's supposed to be like security and everything, but we just had two episodes ago or three episodes ago it was titled "The Battle for Central Park," uh, and this episode ends with a huge battle. I mean, what? How are we supposed to know? how bad things are in this world and that this isn't like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer type thing where it's a battle that's that is uh, waged uh, 
and everybody else is kind of blind to it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this is something where it's it's on the news. It's it's all going on, so everybody knows what's going on. And there are hundreds of thousands of vampires across the country, and no one seems to be affected by. I it. thought they said Atlanta had fallen or something like that. <laughs> and also, like, like, also, like, here's like, this is just another like, to me an indication that they, like, they don't even know what's interesting about this show. The idea that uh, Palmer and the Stoneheart Group have an apartment building filled with these. You know, select humans who for, who, for some reason, are being protected from the master. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's so much more interesting than it just being an afterthought. Yeah. Um. You know what? You know what? What kind of world building do they want to be doing in this? Also, <laughs> to talk to your point, uh, Gus just like walks in with a grocery bag. At the end of that episode, do you remember? Like when he, so like Angel is like sleeping on the couch, wakes up to find Gus's mom there, and Gus like comes in, with like and, a and he's holding like a brown the top of yeah, he's like holding like a brown grocery bag filled with food. It puts it down, it, it tilts over on the counter, and a bunch of fresh food. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, out. like a baguette rolls out. <laughs> yeah, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if any of that stuff were to happen. I also wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, there were like 23 days had passed. I wouldn't be surprised if we're on like day 24. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I, mm, I swear to God, we've seen at, I, I think we've seen at least five separate night times in this. In this season. Season. Yeah. I feel, I feel that's right. Um, all right, let's move on yeah. to uh, Abe, Fett, uh, and that whole whole deal there with Quinlan and everything. Yeah. Uh, so Palmer, Palmer's looking good. Struts out of the, uh, yeah. struts out. Uh, Does a bit of man walk out yeah, of there? Yeah. Um, and we, we, you know what we should have done from the start of this show uh, is keep track of how many worm puns get used yeah um, because uh, I think Abe was it Abe or was it it was Abe was it Abe looks like a worm has turned, turned. <laughs> uh, so I wish we would have kept track and just kind of checked them off yeah um, and we're still waiting on big worm big, big apple, apple. <laughs> yeah I guess we're also not going to get because if we just got the worm has turned we're not going to get the worm turned you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think we could still get that. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd think, be nice. I think it's still on the table. That'd sure be um, nice. Maybe uh, we get uh, someone who's nicknamed The Bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks like yeah. the other bird. Uh, the <laughs> Larry Bird does a cameo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. Oh, man, dang old gum. <laughs> That's Larry Bird. Is that your Larry Bird? Dad gum. Your Larry Bird is sounds Hank like Bob, yeah, yeah. Ha- ha- Hank Hill. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Bobby? Yeah. Oh, no. We got Stragoy here, Bobby. Yeah. Where's Larry Bird? Oh, he's from Indiana. So. Bunch of Stragoy took out yeah. my propane farm. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need. We yeah. need King of the Hill, uh, the strain match. Yeah, Bob- Bobby gets turned. I'll tell you what, Peg. That, that boy ain't right. I don't know what I'm going to do. That boy ain't white. 
<laughs> Boom Howard. They gon' they gon' they gon' they gon' worm coming out of them neck moment. <laughs> but like we all we all yeah. got off now. Yeah. I don't have to go to work anymore. Um <laughs> uh, Yeah. Dale's like I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all the government. <laughs> yeah. Well <laughs> the 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 truth is out there and now all the worms are too. <laughs> Uh, right. We chosen few were watching. <laughs> <laughs> King the Worm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah, the worm has turned. Uh, Quinlan. Quinlan's hesitant to go and talk to the master, or not the masters, the ancients. Yeah. Uh, do you have any idea? Of, remember why? Yeah. Qu- Quinlan. This is very similar to uh, different times in my life. Which is, uh, when Quinlan last spoke to the Masters, he said, next time I come back here, I'm fucking all of you up. <laughs> he, he made a lot of big promises when he left. <laughs> and then they were like, you know, it's like, it's like when you... Like, <laughs> That's uh, why he was like, uh... I can't go. Um... I'd I'd much I'd, I'd I'd much rather not go yeah. if that's if that's an option, Abe. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, impossible. <laughs> now, now he's Wesley from yeah. uh, from Angel, yeah. uh, and also Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I I did I did kind of promise that I wouldn't go back. Yeah, well, yeah, the connection. They won't see me. Plus, they'll kill me for the loom, and you've got to go. Oh, well, uh, perhaps a couple couple guns, if you have, if you could spare a couple guns. What's the matter with you? Aren't these your boys? <laughs> well, you know, we 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 uh, kind of on the outs. Mm. <laughs> Get on the ins, <laughs> as in the inside, <laughs> and then take them out. <laughs> Sometimes you have to go inside to take the trash out. Yeah. <clears throat> You ever seen that picture? Serpica. <laughs> Pacino does a number on the police department from the inside, though. <laughs> Undercover cop among cops. What do you think of that? <laughs> Reminds me of uh, Osmosis Jones as well. <laughs> the body oh, policeman. <laughs> he loves movies. <laughs> he loves he loves movies that take place inside the human body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> did we talk about inner space? I think we did mention inner space. Which one's inner space? Inner space is the one with Martin Short. Inner, oh, inner space, <laughs> the great uh, intrabody movie oh, with yeah. Martin Short. Yeah. Uh, fantastic film. Yeah, mid to late eighties. <laughs> um, all right, so. Quinlan doesn't want to go talk to them. Ends up going to talk to them. Yeah. While the other guys are going to find uh, the great Cyrus Minnow. Yeah. Um, they go up to the apartment, which, again, we've already talked about is uh, protected. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a little... Everybody's just way too calm. Yeah. I mean, the woman had a fucking yoga mat, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, these people were like, the news? What's that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the TV news. Uh, or maybe they're showing them different news. Again, these are the questions we want answered. These are the things that, like, um, somebody... <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're listening to the Eldridge Palmer Radio <laughs> Network. Yeah. Uh, Weather, you- fine. <laughs> Stocks, <laughs> great. <laughs> Everything's fine. Don't go outside. Stay inside. Yeah. And now back to Cagney and Lacey. Yeah. <laughs> and now back to King of Queens, The Lost Tapes. <laughs> Uh, that would be great if he just 
has to keep filming special <laughs> spots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for his own network, for yeah. his own one building. It's so again like like think about leftovers, like that little those little details of like what shows are, what like TV shows are now and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, how funny would it be if there's just like this little wrinkle of like Palmer had to like hire like, um, you know like down and out TV actors to like film like new seasons of their shows that he could uh, run on repeat. People who are listening to this podcast. Uh, listen to this level of detail uh, when we talk about Game of Thrones, when we talk about uh, The Leftovers, uh, because those are good shows Yeah, uh, that do a good job uh, of uh, all of these things. Like on The Leftovers, such a detail of everybody on the television show Perfect Strangers disappeared. Yeah. Uh, of course, and then it later comes out through very small clips that are just kind of happening in the background mm-hmm. or as they lead into a scene that Mark Lynn Baker, who plays Cousin Larry, um, maybe didn't He disappear. faked his disappearance. He faked his disappearance. Yeah. Uh, but everybody else, excuse me, including Bronson Pinchot, uh, yeah. gone. Gone. And also, and, and what's great about that, right, is so it starts out as this little joke, right, that oh, the entire cast of Perfect Strangers disappeared. Maybe there's <laughs> some logic there. And then... Uh, and then they realized that they had already used one of the actors from Perfect Strangers in the show, right? All the people on the blogs were like, wait, Mark Lynn Baker was in an yes. episode of Leftovers. <laughs> so the, the producers realizing their little, like, mess up threw in a wink yeah. um, in a really fun way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what all of that says, though, and, you know, and, what, and again, and like, what, what is so important in this is, um, oh, by the way, um, that show, that movie Election that I was talking about? Mm-hmm. Written by the same guy who wrote The Leftovers. Um, the book was written by the same guy who wrote The Leftovers. All right. Um, but anyway, that's just... But like the thing about Game of Thrones, the thing about um, The Leftovers, when we talk about those details, is those details in and of themselves aren't necessarily that important. But what they are uh, emblematic of is a group of people putting an extraordinary amount of thought into what they are doing. Those details don't mean that the show will be good, but if a show has that level of detail, to me it suggests that somebody is sitting there thinking about things and really considering every angle and learning and thinking about that world. Uh, the leftovers, I don't know if that was a detail from the book or a detail that they added to the TV show, but Either way, it's important, one, because it means somebody was reading the books and thought, oh, this is fun and interesting. But also, if it's not, it's even more important. And I think this is where the strain falls apart also, is that when you are adapting a book into a TV show or a movie, the book, the source, is not sacred. Some people are going to be mad about that, but it's just the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. What you are doing is you are taking what you can use and making it into something that fits the medium that you are using. TV is different than a book, is different from a movie. Which is why I don't give a shit what the Game of Thrones creators, uh, Weiss and Benioff, uh, do with the books. Uh, I like the books for what they are. Love the show for what it is. Uh, I like I, I've said many times on Stark Raven Mad. I want those worlds as separate as they as they can be. I hope they go down different paths. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned the leftovers a couple times. That show is going to be coming back, I believe, in early 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will be covering it. We cover the leftovers on our podcast called Reheated. 
the Leftovers podcast. Yeah. Uh, so look for that. Uh, maybe if you haven't seen the show, go back and watch them. Get caught up with the uh, yeah, we'd love show, to have you on board with the podcast, and uh, you can follow us into season three. Yeah, season two is fantastic. Just be be aware that it starts off slow. In if you're going into season one, first couple episodes are a little rough, but then from there it really picks up, and season two is fantastic. Yeah. All right, we back you to, to yeah. the actual podcast that we're talking about, the strain. Uh, so uh, Quinlan. Well, actually, let's let's go to the. Uh, we talked about the gunfight already. They go to the construction site where Abe stumbles upon the blood factory. Oh, and by the way, the blood factory, uh, the opening. We open there where they're doing the test with the the crash test dummy uh, on the hook, mm-hmm. and Icorse is like, "No, that's not what we should be doing. Uh, we should have uh, we should have human, yeah. human there." Yeah. Uh, and he grabs the one guy, puts him on the hook, uh, and complains about the time. And as I pointed out when we were watching, I think you could shave a good minute off of this if you didn't put the guy on the furthest hook yeah. from the actual uh, operating um, operating uh, surgery uh, operating. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, like oh, the conveyor belt or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, put him a little closer. Yeah, put him a little closer. That's like the equivalent of like... Like, uh, I bring an automatic juicer into Mike's house, right? Uh, one of those orange squeezers. Uh, at least uh, once a month. Yeah. Or, or like, you ever been to, like, um, uh, Jamba Juice and, like, they have those things where it's, like, it's, like, a big vat of oranges and then a bunch of tubes where the oranges, like, have you ever seen this? <laughs> anyway. Um, so it's, like, it's, like, I bring a juicer and orange. I have a Yeah. And I'm, like, hey, Mike, uh, look at how quickly this thing can squeeze an orange. And then I go, start your watch. And Mike starts his watch. And then I walk out to the bodega, buy an orange, <laughs> walk back to the juicer, put it in, start the juicer. Yeah. And I'm like, time. <laughs> and Mike's like, it took seven minutes. And I'm like, not bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> these people... Shave off six and a half minutes. Yeah, these people... Uh, like, I, what did they... Like, he's like, oh, it's, uh, you know... First of all, we watched that three minutes in real time. We watched it go like... Chicka 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 boom, all that stuff. Yeah, and the same could have been accomplished with him walking in, and then them actually doing it to the dummy or a, another human. Yeah, and he's like, "Looks like things are progressing nicely." Yeah, and then boom, we get we get some information. I course is still a fucking lunatic. Yeah, and uh, the guy who was already okay. With uh, killing his coworker, still kills the person. There's yeah. a bunch already accomplished, yeah. and in a much more efficient way. Yeah, and then again, it's one of these things where it's like we've now spent we've now spent two seasons watching this thing get built. Yeah, yeah like it's... we needed another episode of being like it needs to be faster. Yeah, let it let, like let's put it into production and then have Icor say um, we can be doing even more. Yeah. It's just so... I mean, again, they they take things that could be something and they make them boring. I don't want it to be boring. You made that's, it boring. That's the effort that yeah. gets put in. Uh, all right. So uh, then they go to the docks where they're trying to get, if I can summarize, and you can correct me, they're, they've been tipped off and they have a hunch that the box that is coming from... Egypt mm-hmm. contains one of the ancients. Yeah. And that they fear the master is now going to be in league with one of these ancients 
and plans on kind of a new rule. Yeah. Uh, a, a, um, a partnership and they just kind of rule everything, whatever. Right. Um, and then there's the shootout. Terrible. Shots. Terrible they were quite terrible. Bing, <laughs> we heard a Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was more Howard Dean. Uh, and then they, they, they get away. Done. Uh, so that was done and done. That was that was pretty much that. Yeah. Um, although there was one more meeting with Palmer. Yeah. Uh, where. I don't have any. I don't have anything. Whatever. What, what was that about? Um, they were like the box went away, and Palmer is like, "Well, uh, I think he wants Fett and Abe to do something." Because uh, I guess he finds out the name of uh, the new associate, right? You know, the the guy with the beard who kills his, yeah, you know, who's running things. Yeah, yeah. So he finds that out, and uh, and then he's like. You know, he's bossing Fett around, and Fett's like, no, you take orders from us now, buddy. Yeah. If you want to keep seeing that white. Oh, I'm his turn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that. Okay. Uh, and then Quinlan goes, uh, hey, guys. I was just blown off a little steam. Start. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just... Uh, some things were said on both ends. We yeah. can we can say that, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, let's just Listen, uh, mistakes were made. <laughs> mistakes were made. I'm not going to say who made those mistakes, but they were made. Um, and I think the sooner we all acknowledge that and move forward, the better for everyone. How funny would it have been if he had pulled a Costanza and just like pretended like <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. And one of the agents was like, "Is that Quillen over there?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought you quit. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. Not quit. Quit Schmidt. <laughs> no, I distinctly remember you quitting. <laughs> no. What are you talking about? No, I remember. I heard it. <laughs> Why does he talk like that? There's so many. Why does he talk like that inside? <laughs> no, I, I, I heard. I heard. You heard. You heard. You quit. You said, "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck me." You're, go- you're done. You're gone. No. What are you? No. Talking? What are you talking about? No. No, baby, baby. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> I have information. Yeah. I have information that can help the both of us. Yeah. Uh, and he... Yeah, well, we have information, I have information too. Okay. You hurt my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Saying that you're gonna fight us next time you see us, we didn't like that. No. I didn't like it. (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, uh, and then Icors, then a whole bunch of Strigoi show up. Uh, and I, of course, has, uh, has his money in the bank suitcase. Yeah. Uh, ready to, ready to ready cash, to cash in. in. Yeah, ready to cash in for a match. Yeah. Uh, and they, uh, he sets it, he sets it and forgets it and heads out. Uh, and we're left to watch the, uh, the ancients stand there and do nothing for a time. Uh, they were waiting for David to say, yo, these ancients better fucking... 
do something. Yeah. Uh, and then no sooner did you finish that sentence did they start kicking ass big Major time. ass, yeah. Uh, now this was, you know, we, we got to point out when the show does well. And I thought that this whole scene, other than how it ended, was really cool. Visually, uh, the way it, the way it was shot was fantastic. Uh, a lot of really cool moments. It's cool to see those ancients come down off their uh, uh, off their chairs, uh, their little dental chairs, and uh, mm-hmm. get get dirty, get their get their fucking long ass fingers dirty, um, and uh, do some work. Yeah, and they were smashing. They were smashing. They were slapping. They were they scratching. slapped heads off. Yeah. Uh, they, they they really did just like slap guys' heads off. It was great. A um, couple couple things I want to point out. One is uh, if we map the trajectory of the ancients, like what they have done, uh, the answer is nothing. Um, remember that guy brought his elite team into <laughs> into Palmer's <laughs> yeah. uh, cave, and they all got UV rayed immediately. Yeah, uh, they. Shot a few people when that kid. Remember that there's that that woman who like. Remember there's that that lawyer woman who like got sick early on. And then she got. Do you remember this? Uh, when they were showing like how the strain was spreading, like she got bitten, so. and then she had the two kids and the nanny. Oh, yeah, the, yep, yeah, yeah, the nanny, and then yeah, high uh, power. Yeah, high high tower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was oh, just you saying said high, high powered. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was uh, uh, high maintenance. Yeah. So um, they did that. Did this group of people move the needle at all? What did they do? Uh, the only, so so yeah. the, so so the one thing that they did to affect the plot was give them money for the Osterlumen, which turned out to not matter because they still had to wind up fighting yeah. for it. Just for the record, I didn't approve any of that. <laughs> we we have a shared bank account. Yeah. I didn't vote for it. I didn't vote for it. <laughs> Where were you, Quinlan? <laughs> um, <laughs> I got voices for two of the three. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't think they did anything. They didn't really affect the, the, the needle. They didn't move the needle um, much at all. Although, again, cool to see them down and, and smashing skulls. Yeah. So that was smashing the heads like this. Uh, and then I chorused heads out, uh, lights pretty much lights a cigarette and then throws the match behind him in a yeah. way. Um, uh, hits the button and then it looked like, well, I guess he sped out of there. He mm-hmm. sped pretty far away. But there was a huge flash of light. What What kind of bomb is that? And how was much was a, blown up? At first, I just thought it was like a UV light bomb, right? It was, yeah. The sole purpose was to uh, destroy yeah, the... Yeah, and Yeah. And the but ancients. then, like, it was like... Mm, like, swaths of buildings were, like, crumbling. Yeah. Was it a dirty bomb? Did my prediction that there would be a nuke... <laughs> that a nuke would be set off in New York come true? <laughs> Uh, Nuke York? Yeah, Nuke York. Listen, wait. Can, do you have your notes? Did I write that? Did I say that at some point? I probably wouldn't have written it down. I think I said. Uh, I think I said at some point a bomb, a nuclear bomb, will be set off in New in New York. And I think I said the over under was episode eight. Uh, I will. 
look at it. Uh, I do see a bunch of really basic math written out um, in my notes. Uh, yeah, I don't... We will check the tape. I think yeah. it would have been... Uh, I do remember yeah. you saying this, and I do, I do remember hearing somewhere uh, toward the later end. Yeah. Uh, so either way, it's, it's some kind of bomb, big yeah. bomb, um, possibly Nuke York. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Title of the episode's fun stuff, like that. All right. White light. White light. light. All right. Uh, I think that is... It. I think that's the show. Uh, and David, once again, we came into this podcast saying 15, 20 minutes tops. Yeah. Uh, and... Far exceeded our own worst expectations. Yeah, right. um, our, the, our capacity to talk <laughs> yeah. it never <laughs> it, it never fails us. Uh, what do you got coming up? Um, you can check me out every Tuesday at the Philly Improv Theater, uh, performing with the Future. Check uh, check my uh, the team I direct out PG thirteen every Wednesday at the Philly Improv Theater. Uh, they're a great team. They need more uh, coverage. Uh, check out Study Hall next week, uh, October 22nd at uh, 7.30. And then uh, right after that, oh, this is also the Philly Improv Theater. And guess what? I'm going to do another show. Uh, electoral Dysfunction. I am mm-hmm. a panelist uh, and I will be talking about political matters um, at 9 p.m. again at the Philly Improv Theater. Um Come check that out. That's a fun show. Uh, Tom Brennan, uh, former writer for Marvel Comics, mm. uh, will be on the. It runs that show. It's a nice, fun show. Cool. Uh, as for me, this is Mike. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Marbach. Uh, you can go to woodercooler.com, W O O D E R C O O L E R, for this podcast, as well as uh, some other fun stuff that Philly comedians and performers uh, create from time to time, uh, including the other. Uh, Stark Raven Mad podcast we mentioned as well as the Leftovers Reheated podcast uh, and uh, the future every Tuesday as David said at 9pm uh, I direct them they are fantastic and uh, Stay Dead is coming back Stay Dead is an improvised horror comedy show which begins its run October 20th Thursday October 20th at 7.30pm and runs through Halloween uh, so check out fitcomedy.com for more information on that. It is a lot of fun. I direct the show and have uh, created the show for Fit for Halloween for the last, I think this is five or six years at this point. Yeah. Uh, so it's a really, really good time. Check that out. And uh, I'll plug that we are going to be posting new classes. Uh, so start the new year uh, learning some improv, sketch, uh, sketch writing, stand-up, uh, getting to an acting class. Uh, we have a whole lot going on at the Philly Improv Theater, also known as Fit Comedy. So go to fitcomedy.com this week and check out our selection of classes or shows if you are in the Philly area. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, David. Thank you, Mike. Bye. Bye. Bye.